What we saw in Moto2 was an absolute masterclass from Raul Fernandez. I, I don't, I don't know why this guy flew under my radar a little bit previously, but he sure did. So broken right bone in his in his right hand, and he he broke it a week ago, mm-hmm. and goes out here with a broken bone in his right hand on a track with some super hard braking zones and some really physical parts and just blew away the field. Wasn't close. Amazing finish. Amazing race by Raul Fernandez finishing first. Remy Gardner's teammate doing what he needed to do to maintain um, some points in the points lead in the championship and finishing second. And Augusto Fernandez ran a great race and finished in third, but I think the day belonged to Raul Fernandez without a doubt. Oh, no, absolutely. There's no question there. Uh, you know, Raul Fernandez absolutely deserved the spotlight with this race. Um, this isn't the first time that we've talked about him in this light, you know, all, all season long, and I can't remember the last time I've seen a rider mature so quickly on a bike. Um, I remember watching Raul Fernandez just, you know, not long, not long ago at all, in the uh, on the Moto Three bike, and just thinking, this guy just looks like a kid. You know, he just looks like a kid. He doesn't look mature at all. He doesn't. You know, right. just kind of going out. Right. Yeah, he can put together a fast lap, but you know, he didn't look like a championship contender to me. And now, sticking this kid on a Moto Two bike, I feel like it's a completely different rider and change transformation yeah and he's for just sure. so mature and so poised and and I, I keep coming back to it and and i've 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 said it before and his his lap times weren't they, they were pretty consistent um in this race but not quite as consistent as as i've seen him before um and you know un- understandably so with the injury that he's fighting through but this guy just reminds me so much of Jorge lorenzo i mean he's just so deadly on a bike I and mean, he's he's so poised and you know it, not not to you know you know my thoughts on jorge lorenzo you know so for me to you know so i don't insult raul fernandez when i say that you know i say that in terms of Jorge lorenzo the champion you know who yep. was able to come into the paddock and and really have that kind of that blazing consistency on a bike and just be essentially metronomic man yeah he's just unrelenting in the middle of a race and that's what Raul Fernandez is doing whenever he's out front yeah and it to me it's scary if I'm if I'm one of his one of his opponents I mean especially coming into Moto2 or MotoGP next year I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's going to be able to do on KTM yeah absolutely me too I, I I mean I was so impressed with what he did. I'm, I'm just excited for next year and what that's going to bring. Um, you know, moving to second place, Remy Gardner. Remy Gardner, this was a track that Remy doesn't like. This is a track that doesn't go well at. But, you know, he did a great job just finishing second and minimizing the points loss and making sure he still holds a strong in the Moto2 World Championship. I mean, that was a that was a big deal. And I think he ran a great race. He had nothing for Raul Fernandez. That guy was a head above everyone else. But you know what? That he did what he needed to do and finished second, and that's what a champion does. Hundred percent. This was a championship ride. You know, Remy Gardner just did what he did. Went out, wasn't expecting a whole lot of you know great results, but you know, fortunately for him, um, Sam Lowe's he crashed out and kind of gifted gifted a position to to a Remy. Um, so it, 
he did what a champion needed to do, just bring the bike home. That's right. That's 100% right. And and I think, you know, we we will look back at the season for Remy and see just just how consistent and how smartly he rode all year. It's just just a great race. Augusta is really starting to turn it on and I'm happy to see that. Like I, I Augusta Fernandez is one of those guys that I always thought was just super fast and just never could understand why he struggled sometimes, but it seems at the end of this year, as we're getting into the year, he is becoming more consistent, which makes me look forward again to next year. Like, he's going to be up at the front. Who's going to go with him? But he is he is really, really starting to get consistent and be fast on that bike for the whole race and not making mistakes and throwing it away. So I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds for Augusta. Yeah, I agree. And, and to some extent, you know, we've talked about you know, some of these guys have almost lost their speed and it's taken them a year to kind of find it again. And and I almost wonder, you know, does any of that have to do with the fact of just how unique, um, 2020 was as a year all around, maybe adapting to new protocols, adapting to new environments and, you know, new things that they have to come uh, to, to deal with and obstacles throughout the weekend and how that affects them on race day. And, and, even through practice sessions, things like that, and then even illnesses that hit them, their families, you know, friends, things like that. So, uh, you know, and so maybe everyone, we're just now seeing that everyone is settling into what, you know, everyone's calling this, quote, new norm now. Um, it, you know, not to bring, you know, outside uh, outside environmental things into, you know, into the racing conversation because, you know, what happens on the, once the visor goes down, you know, none of that stuff matters. But, um, you know, I'm just curious if it kind of if it has somewhat of an effect on some of these guys, and they're just now finding their feet again. You get people out of their routines, and you affect them. That's the truth, and that's what happened last year. You got out of your routine, um, but right, Fernandez is one of the fastest and most consistent riders in that paddock. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if this continues this week in Mizano. But another guy that's coming good lately is Jorge Navarro. I mean, yeah. finishing in fourth place, this, this guy, we knew the speed. We didn't know where he was back. Yeah, this is exciting for the for Bosco score and that team, too. Um, you know, Jorge Navarro is looking really, really good. Uh, he's, it seems like he's starting to find his feet with that bike. I think, you know, they made that change. He start, I think he's starting to feel the front end of the bike a little bit more. Um, you know, also good good finish for Aaron Kinnett, uh, you know, on the Bosco score, score chassis as well. A top five for him. That's good for him. That's good for the team. Um, and, you know, not to skip over Gianna. Jeez, uh, was did you say Digi, Fabio? Yeah, not to skip skip <laughs> over Digi. Digi, yeah. Um, you know, Furman Aldegare on the uh, Bosco Square chassis as well. This is three the three bikes in the top ten. I mean, this is good stuff. Yep, this is really good stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, we we mentioned Navarro on the Bosco Square. Aaron Kinnett had a good race on the Bosco Square. You know, the thing is, is I didn't see Aaron Kinnett a whole lot during the race. <laughs> like, I, I didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, but But he ran a solid race to finish in the top five. Uh, Digia running in six there. Digia needs to stay right here. He needs to be here or higher every week. He needs to do that because that's where he belongs. And honestly, I he's one of those guys a little bit like, you know, uh, Jorge Navarro or Augusto Fernandez. Like, 
we know he has the speed. We just don't know why he's not. And and so this was a great finish for him. I'm happy to see it. But I said before, Fermin Aldegur was the next great hope out of Spain. And this kid coming in here and finishing seventh, that's pretty, quite honestly. I'm impressed. And maybe we've got another Spanish juggernaut in the making. I don't know. What do you think? Another Spanish juggernaut? We don't. I've never heard we don't of need, such a thing. Yeah, we don't need another Spanish juggernaut. I hope not. I mean, I mean, the Spanish are coming. I don't know if it's by land or by sea. I don't know <laughs> if we need one or one or two lanterns, but the Spanish are coming, man. Um, I mean, we have got to do something. We're also educational, so, folks. We make history that's references. Right. So that's yes. right. That's right. Well, listen. I, I told you I'm not very smart, but I'm highly educated, so <laughs> I don't know. There's a difference. There's a very big difference, but that you know it it, it just it's me. Um, I I mentioned Aldegar's name last time, but Aldegar has now ridden that Moto Two bike twice, and in his second ride he puts it in seventh. Now, obviously he's Spanish. Aragorn may be a Aragon may be a favorite track for him. So I, I would reserve the super hype until I see him at Mazzano or uh, another track. Or maybe if he comes to Coda. Maybe if they give him another ride and he comes to Coda. But keep an eye on that guy because he may be the next great one from Spain if it's not Acosta or Fernandez or pick Gonzales. your guy. Yeah, or, or <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, or yeah, whoever. Spain has an embarrassment of riches right now, and they're not on my Christmas card list. I'm going to pout about it. <laughs> so, you know, screw you, Spain. But but great job. Great job. Uh, in eighth, we had our man, Ayagura. I, I was hoping for a little more from Ayagura, but right from the start, it was pretty evident there that he just really didn't have it. Um, I, I don't know what it is about that track that he didn't like or what was going on, but... He he wasn't close, and it showed. Uh, Arbolino made a return to the top ten. Good for him. I'd like to see him stay there now, because he's kind of disappeared the last two races. And yeah. we don't, yeah. You know, well, I mean, you know, he's still getting to terms, I think, with this bike. You know, he's this is his first season in Moto Two, so he, you know. Obviously, you know, we've got some outliers with Raul Fernandez and I, or, you know, with Raul Fernandez more specifically, but, you know, Viagra is running an eighth, you know, we've seen some top tens from him. We've seen a few top tens from uh, Tony Arbolino as well. So um, I, I think that it's, you know, more of the Pedro Acosta conversation just continued into Moto2 is, you know, if we're not talking about this, this head and shoulders rookie in Raul Fernandez over anyone else, then you know, Tony Arbolino is really not having a bad year. No, he's not. I mean, this is a learning year for him. That was the whole point. But he, but he is, but he has shown us that when he's got the right bike underneath him, he's fast. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful they can get that right bike underneath him for next year. Um, Intense Simone Corse. So we had an MV Agusta in the top 10. So that's great. And Manuel Gonzalez did ride the MV Agusta. He finished in 17th. I knew it. I told you. Um, You're pretty but, sure. You know, I th- well, oh, about as much as a bowling ball. <laughs> but I think, I think for me, the biggest takeaway 
is that, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see Envy Agusta in the top 10. I would like to see Envy Agusta up closer to the front more often. And, and, and to see Envy Agusta win a race would be really cool. But they don't have it right now. I know that. But maybe Manuel Gonzalez will be the one that, that has it for them. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was going to, that's, that's kind of what my comment was going to be is, you know, maybe with this talent, um, we've seen what Manuel Gonzalez can do. And, you know, it's important to note, too, that, um, you know, while we talked about Manuel Gonzalez that got his first race win in World Supersport, Dominic Eger, um, Stephen Odendahl, and Philip Odell, all these guys rode in Moto2. Uh, you, you know, yep, they, they've they been sure over here. They've been in this paddock. And I believe, actually, I believe Dominic Eger rode for MV Agusta. Um, yep. If memory serves they have. correctly, I, I, so he might be right. I don't remember. So that's um, a good call. You know, maybe this guy. And I, I'm excited for next year. I really, really want to. I'm like you. I want to see MV Agusta. We're talking, you know, talking top five about MV Agusta. And yeah, that'd be really cool. You know, that'd be exciting yep. for us. Yep. Absolutely. I, I would love that. Um, well, that's the top ten. But listen, let's talk about what matters in the Americans. We had two point scoring Americans at Aragon. I'm taking that as a win. Like, uh, I haven't had that a whole lot this year. I'm taking it as a win. We can't qualify. We don't care. We want some points, and we got some points. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'll take it. Your enthusiasm is coming through the microphone. I can feel it oozing. Um, could you expand upon that just a little bit? I mean, you know, at the beginning of the season, I think I possibly got some false hope um, with, you know, how... You did, and so did I. Yeah, we both that. did. That's why I'm saying I'll take it. You know, I'm, I'm trying to live in that with that false hope again. But I think that, you know, like you had said, this is... This, I think this is kind of where we're at right now. Um, so let's build from it. Let's move forward and continue to keep 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 growing. Um, I honestly, I, I mean, if Cambobier gets qualifying figured out, and you know, and we're not talking seconds, we're not talking that that much time. Um, we're just talking tenths. Uh, you know, can can possibly change tenths on a Saturday could possibly change what his Sunday looks like. Um, at the end I agree. Of the day. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna keep holding out faith. Uh, that that they'll be able to make some changes, get Cameron Bobier closer to the front when it comes to starting a race. Yeah. Um and, and right now, I think Cam Bobier's got to be, he's got to be my my main hope for a uh, strong Fair front enough. running, you know, fighting. Well, I know I think we've seen who Joe Roberts is. I think we've seen the pinnacle of Joe Roberts. I think I, uh, if Joe Roberts ever wins a race, I'll be very surprised. If if Joe Roberts is ever a real title contender, I'll also be very surprised, but I will be there to cheer him on both times and claim that I always knew he could do it. That's who I am. That's what's happening. But I, I, I think um I think you're right. I think Cambobier is our best hope. We just gotta figure out qualifying and I don't understand why qualifying is so hard. Like I really I watch qualifying and I'm trying to figure out what is so hard about this. What is it that you can't do? And I would I would love to be a fly on that wall because I don't understand why they struggle so much, whether it's the approach they take or whether it's the they can't get that soft tire to work or I don't know what it is, but you know, I would love to know. But 
to that end, I, I think it's worth mentioning last year at Aragon, Sam Lowe's won the race by nine seconds. This year, he had a .7-second lead off the first lap, and then Raul Fernandez took over, but he crashed and didn't even finish. Another crasher, Albert Arenas, best qualifying of the year, and then I think he just got too excited and pushed too hard and didn't finish. But, you know, yeah. you know, I, I thought I mentioned that about because that's become kind of who Lowe's has been this year now. He's just crashing too much, way too much. Now, he re-signed. He's going to stay at Mark VDS um, with those guys, so that's good. And I saw um, Fermin Aldegur is going to be in the paddock full-time next year. And then I saw that, like you, Manuel Gonzalez is also going to be in the paddock full-time next year. Right. Um, so I, I think we've got a very good lineup next year, but... You know, Sam Lowe's obviously has talent to lead this class and win some races, but he has got to stop crashing. He has got to stop crashing. He crashes way too much. I mean, am I am I off base here? No, you know, and I'll go a step further to say I think you could say that about his brother as well. Um, you know, it's just something that we see out of both the Lowe's brothers um, across oh, oh. the, you know, across do championships. You, do you ever want to have anybody like you in any paddock, well, or yeah, are, we yeah, just, I, are we just going after family? Do you want to say something about their mom or their dog or their sister? I mean, what is it with you and the families? Jeez. I'm very, I'm results-driven, man. And you know as well. <laughs> you say it all the time. Very... You like you like math and statistics and, and well, what the facts don't care I, about I do. your feelings, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I never... I never go after people's families and try to. I didn't say to... I just did really crashed. That's all I said. You, they both crashed a lot, which crash, is true. The Lowe's boys crash. You know. Oh, you want you want to take a shot at their mom? What about their mom? She crashed a lot too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what her Come driving on, record man. looks like in the least. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know that's basically all I had for Moto Two. How about you? Uh, I just wanted to mention, you know, Marco Betzecchi also crashed in this race, and he did. You he know, did. That that I think that kind of shuts the door on his championship charge. Oh, for sure, um, for you, sure. You That's know, done. I, this just wasn't Marco's season. I I don't know why. You know, there was a lot of hype at the beginning of the year that it was going to be a, a a runaway fight between him, Gardner, and Lowe's, and oh, sure, yeah. We just haven't seen it. And that. it was not. It was just yeah. it was uh just Gardner and Fernandez. That's that's where the fight was, right? So yep. I mean, but it, sometimes that's again, that's what happens in racing, man. It just you never know. That's why they do the racing, that's why it's exciting. Uh and speaking of exciting, let's move to Moto G because that was a phenomenal race.